Hey guys, I'm here with Pierce Westfall tonight. We are in my office in Camas, Washington, uh, sitting at my desk. He came up from California. You might not know who he is. Uh, you probably do, but if you don't, we're about to tell you and give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, I'm Andy Ziesmer, this is Pierce Westfall, and this is People Who Will Change the World. Okay, so there is a lot going on. Pierce, you came up because we have a lot of projects happening. Yep. Um, if you don't know who Pierce is, Pierce is the executive director of a Jesus mission uh, where we help send missionaries. And if you're listening to this, you probably know a lot about that. Or you're one of us, so uh, thank you to those of you in a Jesus mission who listen to this. Uh, one of my favorite things, Pierce, has been how people in a Jesus mission have sent us messages saying, I am learning more about some of the people that I'm co-working with around the world without ever getting to actually sit and have a coffee with them because of this show. So thanks for watching, thanks for listening. If you're a supporter, we have news for you. We need to raise more money. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, we're actually gonna tell you a little bit about what we're gonna be doing um, in the coming months uh, as a Jesus mission goes, um, but I'll do that at the end. Today, for people who will change the world, I just wanted to dive in as though nobody knows you. Yeah. Because everybody makes a lot of assumptions about you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and a lot of you have met Pierce, a lot of you have worked with him. Some of you are even a part of a Jesus mission have never had a phone call with him yet. Um, if that's the case, message us because we want to have a phone call with you. Uh, we're actively seeking you out in case you didn't know. Um, I'm gonna start with this. Your role right now is executive director of a Jesus mission. You did not begin here. This is not what you set out to do. This is not what you began doing it with your life, nor what you even planned to do with your life probably. How did you get here from where you started? Give, give these, these fine people uh, a picture <laughs> yeah. of what it means to be Pierce Westfall. Well, it's weird because so much of a Jesus mission even just two years ago, it was like we all knew each other. And yeah. so honestly, like we, we hate kind of where it, this, yeah. how it's grown because it is, it does feel impersonal to some degree. And then especially this year, we can't get on a plane and come physically hang out with you. Can't do a missions conference, so you don't meet people there. So it just feels like there's people that have joined Pause. Jesus mission. That's a little hint about what we're gonna be doing that we're raising money for. Indeed. We'll be back to that. Exactly. And so it, it feels weird. Yeah. Because everything about a Jesus mission was built off this like familial relationships. With Everybody one knows everybody. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know me, essentially I, I started doing band ministry, gosh, eight, nine years ago. And um, along yeah. the way, just connected with Andy and really our, our two bands were very unique. And um, I guess the simplest way to put it is, you know how we say to equip the found and find the lost in Jesus mission, that actually has mm -hmm. roots in our two bands because my band was very much doing things that was equipping uh, the found yep. in churches and your band was very much outreach focused, yeah. outreach concerts, doing things to find the lost. And through that, it, it was just became very evident that like, man, we have giftings and I've never met a band that's as missional as you guys. And mm -hmm. you guys hadn't met a, met a band that was missional like us. And we we're just like, we need to do this together. Yeah, we better, we better just start putting right. our eggs in one basket. Together. Exactly. And funny enough, we had both formed 501c3s mm -hmm. uh, with the heart to do missional things, but it was more just an umbrella at that yeah. point for our bands. And as it turns out, those dates were within like a couple days of each other yeah. that we were approved before we ever knew each other, <laughs> yeah. which was just crazy. Um, same mission statement and all this stuff, it was wild. Yeah. 
So yeah, really incredible. So really it was years of band ministry and just through doing that, we would be in Europe, just mm -hmm. like you guys and traveling different places in the world. We would be in Latin America, help build children's center in Panama. And we'd mm -hmm. be meeting people all over the world. Just that what, what seemed like missionaries who were left in the field, who really were just kind of abandoned yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Um, a lot of isolation. I don't think it was intent, but you know, a, a church sends a missionary out and that missionary's pastor that sent them out ends up getting a new job. Yeah. He changes locations. Now the church has no idea if the missionaries, what, what they're really doing out there. There's no connection and they're just kind of left out there to figure it out. And so really along the way, our, our heart became, how do we find a way that we can care for missionaries that are out here? And that was exactly where you guys were at yeah. too, traveling, doing literally stuff asking the same questions. Yeah. And so it was just incredible to find commonality there. And then so our bands just linked up. We said, we're going to unite under this banner of a Jesus mission. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we had two people come to us, Ashley mm -hmm. and this guy, Jeremy. Um, and they were like, hey, we want to do missions. We want to go full time. And that's a really short version of it. But essentially, yeah. it didn't necessarily start that that's way like for both of them. The shorter version of the cliff notes. Yeah, exactly. But if you're watching this and you don't know what cliff notes are, that just shows how old I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so really that was just the first two people we sent. We we're yeah. like, well, we'll try to send you. We'll figure it out. We'll find out how to care for missionaries. I, I've known missionaries from huge organizations that I am shocked at how isolated they are. And so mm -hmm. I said, well, why don't we just care for two? Let's take care of them. Let's help them. Yeah. And that was four years ago. And now there's a hundred plus missionaries across what, 15 countries yeah. or something. And it's just, uh, it's, it's shocking. been, yeah, it's absolutely shocking. And so um, that's kind of how we got here. We're just a bunch of hippies that did band ministry yeah. and <laughs> yeah. ended up where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Tell these fine people about your family because maybe yeah. you don't know yeah, it's, like who your family even is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so when I first quit my job in 2013 to do band ministry, it was actually with my wife, Diana, who if you don't know who she is, she leads all of missionary care, kind of that entire department and division in the mm -hmm. Jesus mission. And at the time when we quit our jobs, we had a six month old girl, Faye, who is now eight years old. And while on the road, we had a second daughter, Ember, who's now five years old. They're, they're incredible. Yeah. And so they were both road babies for five years straight, just year round, living on the road, traveling, going to other countries, doing everything we're doing until we had to step out of band ministry to really focus on the organization yeah. of a Jesus mission. Yeah. Your, your family lives at the missions base in Langworth. Well, Lang we call it the Langworth missions base because it's on Langworth road in a town called Oakdale, which is right next door. Literally at your next door neighbor. I just learned this has a Modesto address. You have an Oakdale address. <laughs> yes. If you just call it all of any of those three things, yeah. essentially you and your family live alongside, uh, the missions base there. We're going to have an interview coming out soon with Kyle and mm -hmm. Sarah Tanuma. They were actually here in the office today. So we filmed one. They are helping as base directors down there. Talk a little bit about your heart for that specific region. Cause your heart for the world is evident. Yeah. Yeah. But talk about your heart for the central Valley of California and why you're there. Well, I think it's, really kind of comes from this mindset that we, we do missions bases all over the world. Mm -hmm. and, and we have one in the Dominican. Um, we ha we're basically, Jordan and Jenny are essentially starting out in Kosovo through a coffee shop. And um, you know, it's funny, you do a missions base 
overseas where you have people living there. They're all living on missions like Acts 2 and Acts 4 mm -hmm. together. They're in the Word daily. They're doing, they're just all <laughs> one family. It's seen as like this righteous and holy thing. Yeah. You bring that to the States, it looks a little cultish. <laughs> but the funny thing is like, that's our, our heart was just like, let's do this in our backyard. Yeah. I don't want to be someone that just literally sends people across the world to do things that we're unwilling to do in our backyard. Yeah. I want, I want to see the church lived out authentically right where we're at. And yeah. to some degree, we need to be stationary where we're at to be able to facilitate missions to the degree that we do. Yeah. To well, your role of, specifically. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but on the same hand, I really want to live into that mission mm -hmm. um, myself. Now, that being said, I don't actually lead anything at the missions base where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I, I do live there. I'm a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm all for everything that's mm -hmm. going on there, but we have other leaders that we've entrusted they're to, killing it oh my gosh they're, they're absolutely killing it and we've you know we just leave it to them to run to cast vision for that place yeah. um to lead the people at that base um so we're a part of it by default of being there and kind of being immersed in what they're doing but my main ministry is to be executive director of a jesus mission yeah. to help facilitate and kind of be the internal gears of what's going on yeah. behind the scenes yeah and he kills it if you don't know uh what he's doing behind the scenes is what helps keep a Jewish mission pushing forward. We are very strategic in a lot of the things we undertake and he, he is working relentless hours. He and his family sacrifice so much for the sake of pushing the mission forward. It's awesome to watch. Um, it's also good to watch when you get a little break. You just got home from Hawaii where yes. you got to go be with your family and your parents for a little while. And so that's really good. Um, and some of your other breaks you've taken, maybe I'm giving away too much here, but you wrote a book. <laughs> and I'm really excited for you to read this book. It is phenomenal. I've read it. It is going to challenge you in a lot of ways. Tell them if you were, are willing a little bit about the book that is going to be coming out. We don't have a release date for it yet. Yeah. Uh, but you wrote a book, Pierce. Tell them about that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's this book, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. And maybe some of you have read it and I don't necessarily care what everybody's opinion is on it. I think we can all agree that there's a lot of good content mm -hmm. in the book. And essentially it's a really a call out to the church to mm -hmm. just, what does the church actually look like, you know? And a large thing that shaped my life thus far is this text in 1 Corinthians 12, okay. um, where Paul says that even the weakest of you are mm -hmm. indispensable to the church. And I'm sitting looking at the American church and I'm going, well, that's just not true. We don't feel that way. Mm. 80 to 90% of the people are dispensable to what we do. We could totally operate on a Sunday and kind of live out our mission. We're perfectly comfortable doing it with the 10 to 15, 20% of the people and the rest of them, well, they attend, they leave, they do their thing. Maybe mm -hmm. they're helpful for money, but that's, that's kind of the extent of it. And, you know, the church really calls this out and says, we have to be an active church where we're all engaging mm -hmm. in the mission. It's not okay for this. Like we need to be there. Um, and it's mm -hmm. really good, but I left that book kind of feeling like the thing is God has entrusted leaders to help shape that. Yeah. So something is wrong here. You know, in an academic setting, if you had a teacher and only 20% of the class was passing, you would question the teacher, hmm. you know, not the students. And I'm not saying Chan's book is great. It is totally yeah. accurate. And uh, the way he did it, I'm not bashing that in any way, shape or form. But what I'm saying is I left that book going, there's something more though. There's another step. And, and even if it comes off a little blunt or harsh if it's rooted in truth Maybe the word would be critical <laughs> yeah critical if it's rooted in love still even if it's a little hard to hear like the we have leaders that god has entrusted to help shape and to cultivate this yeah and so the book is called letters to the kings 
It's a follow-up to Chan's, but it's really more addressed towards Christian leadership. And yeah, yeah, it's critical is a good word because in an academic setting, again, critical thinking is something that's totally encouraged. Encouraged, yeah, it's something that we welcome. But in the church, critical thinking is seen as judgmental. Mm. And really, I think the church has to rediscover being okay with being offended. Hmm. We have to be okay with not having it all together and go, you know what? Yeah, that's right. I am human, so I don't have it all figured out. And that's okay because the church has people leaving in masses and millions of people that want nothing to do with it. Hmm. And the reason they want nothing to do with it, a lot of them, is because they recognize some of these things that just seem off with the church. And they're willing to talk about it, but the people in the church aren't. And so, Dang. Letters to the Kings. Well, you'll be seeing more about it yeah. for sure. It's really good. You, I cannot wait for you to read it, to be challenged by it, to be pushed forward. Um, uh, we're super excited about what you've done, Pierce, and all of the things that are happening. Um, I'm going to segue this now. A part of this video series of people who will change the world is we bring you updates from those people who are in the world, who are in the world, <laughs> literally doing things. And one of those people and crews, you've met them in prior episodes. Final greetings. Here's a quick little update from Final Greetings. Hey guys, this is Sam from Final Greetings, and we're super excited to announce that our new song Eyes dropped today. You can check it out on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you stream music. And this Monday, we'll have a follow-up music video for the song. Please keep an eye out for that. It'll come out on YouTube. Um, so can't wait for you guys to check it out. Super excited for you guys. You're going to not want to miss that. It comes out any day. I think they're posting countdowns on their Instagram. I think we're at day two or something. So cool. Eyes by Final Greetings is coming out very soon. Super excited for you guys. Um, keep making epic music. Um, that said, let's segue this into the ending of our film, film, video series, whatever this is. Thank you for taking the time to watch. If you've gotten this far, I told you we were gonna give you a couple updates and a couple things that we need to, to address with you. We want to invite you primarily to be a part of this next season. Uh, it has been a hard season for so many uh, and in the nonprofit world, many of our, our cohorts and the people that we know, their funding has dropped off. Um, uh, giving has just slowed down because so many people lost their jobs, all these things. We've made it very clear that we have had a lot of that impact us. We need to do a sprint fundraiser. We really feel very convicted and driven to do the thing that we're called to do. And in primary, one of our primary uh, uh, callings, we believe, and, and things that we're driven to do is to gather the people of God together to be equipped. Our Part of our statement is to equip the found. And so if you're a missionary in a Jesus mission, hear this. Our intention, our plan on the calendar, blocked out on the Stoll's calendar in their house in Germany, is a gathering that is happening the very last week of August. Now. Here's the caveat, it is contingent on our ability to raise support over the next little bit. So if you're not a missionary well, that's a part, or you, even if you are and you wanna be a part of this, like we need to raise essentially $50,000 over the coming um, three to four weeks. That's our goal. By August 1st, we're gonna make a decision if we're able to do this gathering in Germany. We truly, truly believe that the best way that missionaries can get care is by caring for one another. They know what each other are going through. They know the, the needs they have and how to meet those needs and how to listen to those needs. And, and so we need to get you guys together. We know that not every person can get to Germany with three weeks notice, but those people in that part of the world might be able to. And we want to make every effort we can, even if it's just a few of us that can gather, to put us in the same spot so we can be the church and push each other forward to live on mission. So. That said, here's an announcement. In the few weeks to come, 
before the end of July. Uh, we'll give you more actual hard specifics. Um, we're just waiting on a couple small confirmations before we bring you the actual date. Um, we are going to be having a fundraising dinner. It'll be kind of a silent auction slash a dinner that's provided and, and there's a limited amount of seats, limited meaning 96. We have 96 chairs that we can invite to this dinner. We'll ask you to register and, and be a part because we believe firmly in what God has called us to do. We need to raise about $20,000 to be able to kind of settle everything up and make sure we're good and nothing is gonna fall through the cracks because finances are just tight. The next 30 grand is gonna be used to push forward uh, into the, the rest of the year, primarily being those gatherings of people together. So we need to raise 50 grand. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a dinner in which if you live in the Northwest, the dinner will be here in Camas, Washington, not very far from my office here where we do a lot of the work for Jesus Missions back end. Um, it's going to be an incredible evening of stories. Um, many of the missionaries are going to be able to be here with us. We're excited for that. Not many, a few of the missionaries. Many would imply more than a percentage and they're all out in the world. But <laughs> anybody who's not yet gone has been invited to be here with us and is being invited. So get here, reserve your spot, come ready to give. Even if it's $20 or if it's $20,000, there's gonna be opportunity for you to give to really specific things um, because we need to raise this money to go into the world and continue doing what God has called yeah. us to do. So ajesusmission.org slash donate is a spot you can go if you feel led to give right now. If you give, don't worry about finding like where, we're gonna see it coming and all of that that goes into that general fund over the next three weeks mm -hmm. is gonna be right put right towards that amount um, so that we can go forward. now. That said, anything you want to add to that? Anything you want to add to that little no, spiel I, about funding? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, like, we need $20,000 to kind of just keep the ship moving forward, you yeah. know? $50,000 really enable us to do the things. facilitate what we feel God has put in our laps this yeah. year. And so um, we are asking you guys to sacrificially give in a very hard mm -hmm. season. The pandemic's been hard on all of us. And so... Mm -hmm. We're recovering, a lot of you are recovering. So if you have surplus in that way, we have a need and we're asking yeah. you to just meet that need. Um, but simultaneously, if all you can do is pray, please continue to pray. And we thank you guys so much who have faithfully supported and um, yep. through prayer or through finances over the years, like it really makes a huge difference. So thank you guys for your continuous support of a Jesus mission. And we're excited to let you know what happens one way or another, August 1st. Yeah, August 1st, we'll bring you that information. Yep. Until next week, when we sit down with Kyle and Sarah Tanuma, who uh, are the missions-based directors down in Central California, um, I had a great conversation with them earlier today in this very room, in this nook. This is the nook we've yep. made for filming videos and bringing you updates. So get ready, a lot of stuff coming next week, Kyle and Sarah. Until then, it's Pierce Westfall and Andy Ziesmer from the Jesus Mission. Have a good week.